Hey guys, this is Tyler Padgett. I'm the lead pastor of the Courageous Church, and this is our podcast. I want to thank you for joining us today. And my hope is that this podcast encourages you, that it builds your faith, and that it pushes you to make a difference. You can join us in person on the weekends, Sundays at 9.30 and 11, at any one of our locations across the Ozarks. Check out our social media pages to find a campus near you. I believe you're listening today for a reason. Let's do this, turn up the volume, and let's go. Today we're talking about peace. The Bible in Galatians 5.22, I've read it to you every week. It describes the fruit, singular, that is produced by the work of the Spirit in our lives. It also describes in Galatians 5.19 all the negative stuff the flesh produces in our life. And today, I want to talk to you about peace. Jesus was born in a manger. He was born in a, in a stable. I got to see an actual manger in Israel. And it, you know, the Germans that wrote the German Bible they uh, cause it to look like it's a little thing built out of wood, but it was hewn out of a rock. It's a feed trough hewn out of a rock, and the houses had stables attached so you could, you know, you could guard your, your animals and your livestock at night, take care of them. Jesus was born into a stable. It's because his plan is stable. His plan is full of peace. Jesus was born in a stable and he is the source of all my stability. I found peace like a river in my soul when I found Jesus. Outside circumstances have been what they're going to be. The world is going to do what it's going to do. Society is going to keep rotting from the inside out. But Jesus is my peace and my stability. Jesus was born in a stable, and he's stable today. It's common for each of us to want stability. We don't want to be all crazy and Hot, anybody, you know, I love, I don't know why I don't use it, but I love it when somebody says, I'm a hot mess today. I don't know why. A hot mess. Like, not a cold mess, not a Luke. I'm hot. I'm a hot mess. Like, we hope for stability. We hope for stable relationships. We hope for stable jobs, stable career path. Just give me a chance so I can provide. I remember when I went and interviewed at Walmart, I was so hungry, I put on a suit and tie and said, I don't know if there's any office meetings I can have around here, but I'm hungry. I'm, I'm, I want stability. We want stable money. We don't want, we don't want our change to be strange. And this economy is crazy and things cost more and more each day. And we pray for stable health. And it seems like everybody's getting a diagnosis these days. We, we crave stability and yet the world is full of chaos. Can I have an amen? The world's full of chaos. And uh, it seems like uncertainty is the norm. What's going to happen? What are they going to do? What, 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 what's going to happen? I mean, it is a constant, what's next? What's next? What are the overlords planning for society next? Jesus was born in a stable, and it was not an accident. He was the lamb slain before the foundation of the world. It's not that he couldn't have got a room in the inn. It's that he had a bigger plan. If he was the lamb slain, before the foundation of the world. He's not like my ADHD people who cannot plan. He had a plan, but his plan included coming in low. And he came not to be served, but to serve. He brings stability. And every time he's born into a new heart, and praise God, I saw the numbers along with our Spotify reels for the Courageous Church this week, and 965, Brandon, 
965 people gave their life to Christ this year at the Courageous Church. Can somebody clap your hands to Jesus? And every time somebody gave their life to Christ, when Jesus arrived in that heart, he didn't find it all perfect, all straight, all smelling good, all neatly organized. He came into a mess, just like he did for me and just like he did for you. It's just like that stable he came into because Jesus is our stability. And he doesn't need you to be right for him to be right. He's right and he'll help you get right. And so he'll be born into chaos in your life. He can be born into crisis. He can be born into confusion and he can cause the waves of your life to go calm like glass. And when he comes to hearts like that, he's like, yeah, I'm used to this environment. After all, I was born in a stable. I mean, there was probably a wild cow saying, I'm ready for my grain, but there's a baby in my grain. Little baby Jesus had to fight off maybe the lips of a, no, he didn't. Maybe he did, I don't know, but I saw the stable. I mean, it's right there. It's not like he's that far away from where the animals were. I just said all that to say his plan for your life is stable because he came to a manger. Every family needs a stable. Every family needs stability. Every family needs one that'll come into the messes. Every marriage needs a stable, one who will come and bring peace to the storms. Everybody's money needs the stability of Jesus. My God, your teenager needs stability. <laughs> I got some claps from some of us. I'm some tired parents saying, oh God, heaven, come down. The whole world needs the stability and peace of a king who was born into a stable. And it's rare to find people that are at peace. When's the last time you had somebody like, oh, they seem so peaceful. No, we know people that are busy. We know people that are on the grind. Like we know people that are, that are ambitious and have great dreams. I rarely meet, if anybody, somebody who's totally at peace, like at peace with themselves, at peace with God and at peace with the world. It is not common. Can I have an amen? But about 700 years before the very first Christmas, um, that'd be 2,700 years ago, roughly. Isaiah, who was a prophet, predicted that the Savior of the whole world was going to come and he would be called the Prince of Peace. He's the Prince of Peace. He is something completely other. He brings a kingdom that's not like any other kingdom. He's the, he's the Prince of Peace. This week, um, Renee, as is her custom, found something on Facebook Marketplace and brought it home. And when she does find, there's a strong trash gene, like a trashing gene, like where they collect stuff in her family lineage and she fights against it. But at Christmas time, she's just like all in. And so she found, she wanted, uh, we did not want Santa Claus in our front yard, not against Santa Claus, but I don't want him in my front yard. I don't want lollipops, gumdrops, frosty. Give me Jesus. And so Renee found a beautiful white nativity scene on Facebook Marketplace because Target doesn't sell them anymore. Hashtag boycott. But 
she found it on Facebook Marketplace and bought it home. And of course, I mean, it wasn't ready to go. It needed a few little touches. I, fuse burnt out, but the fuse 125, fuse 5 amp fuse needed to, I had to do some, and I had to go to the store and get the, get the fuses changed out. But when I was looking at the light bulbs, I realized they had 40 watt light bulbs. No, no, no. No, this is not a 40 watt light bulb nativity. And I went into my stash of emergency light bulbs that I keep and I pulled out a hundred watt bright white LEDs. I modified little baby Jesus to fit that massive bulb inside of his sweet head. And folks, I ain't lying. When you drive down our road, the neighbors have got their little stuff out there, and then it's like, wah, 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 wah. 300 watts of pure power. Jesus is wildly illuminated for all the neighbors to see. And I'm expecting some front yard conversions who will believe with me. We can get to 1,000 people saved before the end of the year. Amen. Isaiah 9, 6. For unto us. A child is born, and unto us a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulders, and his name will be called Wonderful. The first name of God is Wonderful. Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, and the Prince of Peace. 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 Ah, like, well, where are we at with the peace? It's just 700 years before Jesus was born. He's saying there's something coming. It's going to calm your fears. When I get to the north side, I want to sing, and I can't sing, but, oh, it soothes my thoughts, and it calms my fears. All that blood dries up all my tears. That was about the blood, not about peace, but it, it still kind of makes sense that peace comes from knowing Jesus. The very first Christmas, the angels appeared and said this in Luke chapter 2, verse 14. Glory to God in the highest and on earth, peace and goodwill toward men. And for Israel, when they were hearing this, it meant to them that we as God's people will be free to worship him without disruption or interference from anyone else. And for them, that was peace. And I think peace comes through a relationship with God that is first that is not distracted, that is connected. And so Isaiah announces this. He says, this is what's coming, peace. And when Jesus came and he began to speak, his ministry was about peace on earth. John 14, 27 says this, peace, I live with you. My peace, calmness of soul, a heart that is not disquieted. Peace I give to you. Not as the world gives, do I give to you. I, I, just, I just, the phrase just always resonates with me. Peace, that passes understanding. It's in the uh, book of Psalms, I believe. The peace, that passes understanding. This is the peace that Jesus gives. It'll cause you to do things with peace that others say, what are you doing? 
Anybody remember that hint that was so popular a couple years ago? It has, I believe, 38 billion views on YouTube. So the 38 billion views or 8.3 billion views, one of those two. It's in the billions. It's a, it's a Spanish song. And of course, I am bilingual in Holy Ghost in English, but I can do a little Spanish. And the song goes like this. Despacito, Carol, respirar tu cuello despacito. You know the song. Despacito. Despacito. I would just hum the rest of it, but I would sing the Despacito part. Come on. Come on, gringos. Give the man of God an amen this morning. This song has 38 billion or 8.3 billion views on YouTube. It was a hit. And one of the main guys that did it, is he a singer? Is he a rapper? That's for you to decide. But his name was Daddy Yankee. And this week he said, this is a quote from him. He had a radical encounter with the Prince of Peace. He had a radical encounter with the one who changed my life and has evidently changed his life. And I looked up the English words to Desposito, and it's really about seducing some young woman. So we're not going to do it in English. We're just going to do it in Spanish. But here's what he said. He said, all the tools that I have in my possession, this is Daddy Yankee, such as music, social networks, platforms, a microphone, everything that Jesus gave me is now for his kingdom. Thank you very much, Puerto Rico, and I hope that you walk with me to the new beginning. To all the people who followed me, follow Jesus Christ, who is the way, the truth, and the life, he added. Just like Jesus, with his mercy, he allowed me to travel the world in your mercy. Father, I hope you allow me to evangelize the world from Puerto Rico. Amen. Makes no sense. Makes no Clap your hands, but it makes no sense. This makes no sense. Why would this guy give up all of that? Why would he stop living the Desposito life? And he also wrote, Gasolina, Gasolina, Gasolina. He's, he, he's popular in that genre of music to the point where billions of people listen to his music over and over again. Why? Because Jesus gives peace that passes understanding. He's got a kingdom that doesn't make sense, but it lives deep inside of us and it changes everything. This week, there's a YouTuber named Jadion. J-I-D-I-O-N. Jadion. He has 7.83. This is hard numbers today. A lot of eights and threes. He has 7.83 million subscribers. And he would just do, go around doing videos where he, he harassed people and got them to flip out. And then he would post it and people would love it. 7.83 million followers is a lot of followers. And this week, he deleted all of his videos. He shut down his main channel. He deleted all his old stuff. He renounced all the pain he caused people. And he said, all of my future content is going to be devoted to Jesus. And please switch over to my new YouTube channel, JD on Live, because I'm going to glorify my king. That's peace that passes understanding. You know how long it takes to get 7.83 million followers? We've got like 1,500 on the Courageous Church YouTube channel, and it's taken us 20 years. <laughs> and half of you don't follow us. Shame. Why? Because 
There's peace from another world that comes in your heart and quiets your soul and gives you a deep assurance that says, somehow at the soul level, take this whole world, but give me Jesus. You see, he's the pearl of great price. He's the treasure buried in the field. He's the one thing worthy of everything. And I found Jesus, I found, or when he found me, however you want to say it, either way, it all worked. And it's the one thing that touches everything and matters about everything. Mm. The gift of Jesus' peace is better than what you can get in the bottle. It's better than what you can get in a pill. It's better than what you can get in an experience or a book or through a class. The kind of peace that Jesus gives to a soul only comes from him, but you can't be convinced you don't have it once you get it. It's not like the peace the world gives. That's phony peace and fragile peace. Peace treaties get broken. Your success God will fail you. Followers will fail. Influencers and influences will cease but not his peace. The peace of God passes understanding. And Jesus came to give it to us, and we're reminded of that at Christmas. There's 790 verses in the Bible about peace. I'm going to read them all to you today. Grab your Bibles. 790 verses about peace in Scripture. A lot of what we read about is anchoring us to another world that gives us assurance that is not our own. But it can be boiled down to three categories. Peace with God, peace within, and peace with others. So I want to talk about that today, starting with peace with God. This is the most important peace you need because it affects everything else. When you have a strain or a conflict in a relationship, it can rob you of your peace, it can rob you of your joy. I can have problems in my life that I'm dealing with in the church and in, in business and whatever problems we're dealing with. And those are all, you know, B-level problems. But when I've got a problem with this one on the front row over here, everything escalates to A-level problems. Because when my relationship is wrong, when there's tension there, it affects everything and nothing really is right. This week I was talking to her. I said, you know, I'm trying to think of an animal in the animal kingdom that describes you because you're so cute and you're so ferocious. And I'm just trying to find something. And so I Googled around and there was, an, there was a certain, there was a certain uh, uh, octopus. That, the name wasn't good. But one of the things that you don't know about a panda bear is a panda bear is so cute, but they can really be ferocious. Like I've watched on YouTube when somebody tried to take the bamboo sticks away from a panda bear and the panda bear just attacked and bit the ankles of this man. Just put panda bear attacks on YouTube after this service, you'll see it. And so I've been saying, baby girl, you're my little panda bear. So precious and cute. You won't, she won't be speaking till Mother's Day, so I've got plenty of time here to... There's nothing worse than being out of step with God. There's nothing worse than being out of step with your creator. It's worse than, than, than spouse problems. It's worse than business problems. It's worse than workplace problems. It's worse than, than relational issues. Being out of step with your creator is the thing that will wear down your soul. It'll steal your joy. It'll remove all your peace because we need to have peace with God. Second Corinthians 5.18 says this, 
and all things are of God, who hath reconciled us to himself by Jesus Christ. Now, I know the vast majority of us do not balance our checkbooks in the room today. You just trust the internet banking to be right. Come on, be honest. Be honest. My God, I'm, I'm full of a room of a bunch of checkbook. Who balances their checkbook? Not, I'm talking personal, not your work, personal. Nobody does anything here. We're all a part of a cashless society, evidently. Southside, thank you for your normal participation. But seriously, the reconciliation that God does in our life, he brings everything back to normal. He brings everything back to balance. And all things are of God who hath reconciled us to himself by Jesus Christ. He gives us peace. Put it on the screen, 2 Corinthians 5, 18. And all things are of God who hath reconciled us to himself by Jesus Christ. And then when he gives us peace with God, he hath given us the ministry of reconciliation so we can bring peace to others. I want people to, to experience the trusting peace of God when they encounter me. And you know what? That's hard when you're a great big bundle of anxiety. But honestly, that's what we need. We need that peace. Anytime we choose to go our own way, we're saying, I know better than God. Like, I know what God says to do, but I'm going to do it my own way, my own rules. I'm going to pretend to be God. I'm going to be the Lord of my own life. I'm going to make decisions that I just want. I'm going to choose my own way. It is a way of destruction. You're seeing the beginning of destruction turn around. It's not too late to turn around. Turn around. Do what the Bible says to do. What you want to do is not the path of peace. And so much of the world is, we were planning sermons for 2026, 2025 this year, 2024 this last, we were planning future sermons. <laughs> and there's so much emotionally guided religion. All of this TikTok theology where it is bad Bible, but good feelings. That is dangerous. And when we try to pretend to be God, we ultimately always disobey God. There's no peace in being your own God. We get disconnected and God will end up miles and miles away. Romans 5.1 says this, Therefore, since we have been made right, justified by faith, then we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. When you get into the trap of a performance-based religion, when you feel like I'm just not doing good enough, remember always that we have peace with God because of Jesus, not because of us. On our best day, we're still a hot mess, but we point to what Jesus did for us, and that makes everything right. I don't stand in my own righteousness. I stand before God in the righteousness that only comes through Jesus Christ by my faith in him. We should have peace because it's about Jesus, not about us. Our right standing with God is about the cross, the suffering, and the sacrifice that Jesus performed in our place for our sins that we should have paid, that we should be paying right now. He did it for us, and all he asked is to believe that I'm enough for you. And if you'll do that, he promises that we can have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. And Romans 5 and 10 says, 
For if while we were enemies, you're shaking your fist at God, you're slashing God's tires, you're cutting off God's catalytic converters, you're slurring Him online, while we were enemies with God, we were reconciled. That catalytic converter stuff hits a little hard here on the north side, doesn't it? I can tell. Y'all are very nervous today, but I'm coming for you. 10, for if while we were enemies, we were reconciled to God by the death of his son, much more now that we are right with God, that we are reconciled with God, shall we be saved by his life. Whenever you feel unworthy, just remember that you are, but Jesus is enough. And you know, a lot of, a lot of uh, Disney movies and, and, and world religions have peace offerings with God. How many of y'all seen, you know, people out in some desert or some jungle or some place and they've got a big boiling cauldron and everybody's going to Ooga Booga, not a Taylor Swift concert. I'm talking about like a movie and they have to throw somebody in the pot for a peace offering or they have to offer up something, you know, as a peace offering with God to try to get the gods to not be angry with them. The Bible says we don't have to do that. There are no peace offerings by us with God. Doesn't happen. Jesus Christ died for us on a cross so we can have peace with God. And it's so complete that you can't make it better with your behavior and you can't make it worse with your behavior. Hebrews 7.27 says this, he has no need, like in the Jewish system, the high priests that were offering sacrifices daily as peace offerings to God, first for his own sins and then for those of the people. And here's where we come in, people. This he is Jesus, since he did this once for all when he offered up himself. The perfect sacrifice for your peace is Jesus. And the beauty of it is that it's complete. It was once for all. You don't have to live in guilt. You don't have to live in shame. You don't have to live in sorrow. You don't have to live in emotional pain. Jesus is Enough for you to have peace with God. Can we clap our hands to the Lord today? And then you can have peace within. Peace within. When I have peace with God, I get the peace of God in me. The Bible says in Colossians 3.15 to let the peace of Christ, knowing what I just described to you, that he paid the price for you, and by your faith, you receive the riches of God's goodness. When that happens, Colossians 3.15, let the peace of Christ rule in, say in, in your hearts. It's inside, it's, inter it's internal, it's emotional, and it's internal. The word for peace in, uh, in, in, in the Jewish world is shalom which means more than just the ending of hostilities. It means well-being. It means harmony. It means happiness. It means serenity. This is the shalom that we can have in our souls when we make peace with God. Have you made peace with God? Are you still cutting off God's catalytic converters? Are you still shaking your fist at God? Are you still angry with God? Or have you made peace with God? And the way to make peace with God is not that you guys come to some kind of deep understanding. 
It's that you would receive the sacrifice that Jesus made for you by faith. And, and, and life doesn't deliver. In, internal peace, you know, you're marketed to to get you there, but it never delivers. I saw this Mimi this week, and I'd like to share it with you. This just struck me as so funny. How many of you have seen a Bass Pro uh, mailer where they're trying to sell you flannel shirts, okay, that are about $13.99? What are all the models doing? They're happy. The model's face when shooting for a cheap clothing brand. But when's the last time you looked at a Gucci ad in a magazine somewhere online in the face of that person who's trying to sell you up to get to the level of Gucci? And, and their face looks like this guy, right? What is that saying? It's saying if they change the script on you over and over again when it comes to peace. If you get this $13.99 flannel from Boss Pro, you'll be happy. And then when it comes to you getting that Gucci bag looking at you like, you don't want this, we don't want you, you can't afford this, you got to prove yourself. Anybody get that or is it just me? And I'm not trying to buy no Gucci bags, come on. But this is what the world does to you. It's going to make you happy. And then when you get there, they're like, you're not happy. And we don't know if we want you to be happy, but you should try anyway. Am I making sense today? When you have a broken heart, Jesus still gives you comforting peace. When you have a confused heart, Jesus still gives you guiding peace. When you have a shamed heart, Jesus can still give you forgiving peace. And when you have a worried heart, Jesus can still give you confident peace. And he doesn't change the story. He doesn't bait and switch. He doesn't flip the script. When you have Jesus, you have it all. And it's not like Scientology with new tears. Not that we have a lot of Scientologists among us today, but I just want to hit you if you're here. It's like bad multi-level marketing. Get out. Stop toying with that cult. When you have peace with God, then you have the peace of God. You have peace within. And here's the key that is required for peace with God. Repentance. Repentance, people. We need to be willing to and clearly and quickly willing to repent, like frequently and freely. Repent. Lord, I said some things today. I feel like it might have separated me from you. Please forgive me. Lord, I was a little harsh. Please forgive me. Lord, I think I might have bent the truth. I, I actually know I did. Forgive me. Repentance gives you peace with God. And if it's been a long time since you've repented of something, you know you ain't that perfect. You need to examine yourselves to see whether you be in the faith or not. And the last one is peace with others, relational peace. The further away we get from God, the more it messes up our relationships with everybody else. The world is not getting more peaceful. And the more out of step we are with God, the more out of whack you're going to be with other people. Hey, hear me. Peopling is hard right? You need supernatural love that only comes from God, and he can put his peace in your heart that helps you love everybody. Ephesians 2.16 says, and that he might reconcile us both to God in one body through the cross, thereby killing the hostility. People are hostile. 
The streets of Springfield look a little bit like Grand Theft Auto, the video game. Do they not? I mean, we've had everybody on these, these chaos simulators. And, 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 and that's what it's kind of seeming like. God brings us to peace with himself. I want to skip to James 4 and 6. There are some people in the room that just need to humbly ask God for some help at Christmas. You've made your list. You've told people what you want. But have you asked God for help? James 4 and 6 says, But he gives more grace. Therefore it says, God opposes the proud, but he gives grace to the humble need peace that comes from God, it's time to just say, hey, I need you. I really need your help. I really need your strength. I need what you have. Philippians 4 and 6 says this, do not be anxious about anything, but in everything, by prayer and by sincere prayer with thanksgiving, let your request be made known to God. And the peace of God Somebody say the peace of God. The peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, makes no sense, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. You just need to expect Jesus to help you because he will. He's that faithful. He's that good. And he is the prince of peace. And just as the Bible says there'll be spiritual wickedness in high places. He wants us to know the government will be upon my shoulders. And the same God who promises you peace knows that there's going to be lots of chaos in the years to come. But he is the anchor of our souls. He's the one that ties us to the ground. He's the one that lifts us up to heaven. He's everything we're counting on. Hey, thanks so much for listening today. If you enjoyed the podcast, you can like and subscribe. You can even share this on your social media. If you do, tag us at The Courageous Church and share what God is doing in your life. Always remember, God's calling you to be strong and very courageous in all that you do. I hope to see you soon. God bless.